bet on yourself. Yeah. I know artists that are putting out albums and they're selling these albums for $50 and they have less than 4,000 followers and they're selling out. Where it's too concerned with the art as opposed to the business. And once you have a solid fan base and core following, you can do whatever you want. It has to work where it has to work. Welcome to an episode of Circle of Greatness. This is about to be super duper special. Man, I got a lyricist coming on. I got the CEO of Pendulum Inc. I got literally, man, ghostwriter, teacher, entrepreneur, all around amazing God, man. My God, Mickey Fax is coming to the stage to drop some game on music and uh, something else super special. My God, what's up, bro? Neo, what up, man? Thank you for coming on, bro. It's good to see you, brother. Oh, uh, same, man. Bro, I don't, how, maybe I was about to say, how did we meet? I know exactly how we met. I heard the rhyme on EYL and I probably DM'd you. Yep, that's literally how That's we exactly <laughs> I was like, bro, you snapped out bro yeah yeah i mean you know uh rashad reached out yeah and he saw me on flex rapping about credit yeah and that was just when eyl was getting big yeah and his exact words was like yo man we need to go viral but on our channel rapping about financial literacy and i said all right let's, let's do it yeah and we went viral and then you dm me like yo man this was crazy we started following each other and then i moved down to atlanta yeah and Where we, was you at prior? New York? Yeah, I was in New York. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you was like, I hear the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm not the ball, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm I'm still, you know, East Coast. And you was like, yo, man, pull up on us. We we hoop. Yeah. So I was like, all right, bet, yeah, say less. Yeah. And I pulled up on y'all a couple that. times. Yeah, you know bro. Man, well, again, thank you for taking time out to really just get on here, man. Absolutely. You got, you got a lot going on from writing rhymes to rapping rhymes to running a school. To teaching. To teaching it. Music now, what, 20 plus years? Yeah, 20 years now. I mean, the first rhyme I ever wrote, 1998. Um, so it's been 25 years wow. writing rhymes. Wow. And I haven't worked since 2007. Last time I had a job was 2007. All off your gift. All off the gift. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Tell me about that because I hear the, I hear the term uh, often, starving artists. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you make it in music? Like, and, and I know you, you, you generate money from a whole wide range in this industry, but right. for an artist that maybe listen to this, that want, that actually want music to be their full-time thing. Like what, what are you, what would you suggest to someone like that? I mean, the first thing I would say to an artist that is trying to live off music yeah. is to focus on the people that support you wholeheartedly. Mm. Right. If you have, you, you got to follow the Nipsey Hussle manuscript. When Nipsey was going through things at Epic, he decided that he wanted to put out a project for $100. Mm -hmm. He had 100 tapes for $100. Yep. And he was like, listen, if I could get these tapes- It was 100 or 1,000 tapes? It was 1,000 tapes, right. pardon me. 1,000 tapes yeah. for, 100, yeah. for $100. And it was risky because at the time, people were selling tapes for $10. Sometimes it was for free. But he felt that what he had was art. And it was such an ingenious move. It had Hove buy 100 tapes. And then after Hove bought the 100 tapes, everybody else started to follow suit. But he knew that he had 1,000 followers at least that would spend $100 for that tape. Yeah. And if it's the same mindset. If you have 100 followers, 200 followers, you got to follow the social media thought process, right? 10% of these people are real devout followers, right? So if it's 100 people, 200 people, it's 10 to 20 people that is automatic supporters. 
those 10 and 20 people are going to support you all the time, no matter what. And you need to lean on them to support what it is that you're doing and kind of use it like a, I don't know if people know about Prime America, but that, that that pyramid scheme kind of thing. Have those 10, 20 people let let their friends know what it is that you're doing along with your circle of friends. And you should be able to constantly and consistently build a fan base. What we're seeing now in in the music space, it's not just artists that are signed to record labels that are making a lot of money. Every day I find a new artist that is that has a hundred thousand followers, they're going on tour and they're and they're selling out venues. Crazy. That's because they're not relying on the big labels, they're not relying on the radio, they're relying on their particular fan base, their support system to fund their life, the lifestyle of the people that like to listen to the music. And that is the most important thing. You gotta feed the people that want to hear what it is that you want to do and be consistent with it. I've had the privilege to help hundreds and hundreds of people all around the world open up their own profitable event spaces, utilizing my signature formula. Number one, how to find a space. Number two, how to fund the space and how to automate the space. I've been in Atlanta, Georgia now living for two years. My spaces are still in Philadelphia operating, doing extremely well because we use the same exact formula that I break down, right? If you're interested in learning how we can help you, I want you to go to eventspacesecrets.com, watch a training or book a call with our team to see if you are a good fit. Again, this is for you specifically if you're looking for other ways to leverage your money and turn that into other streams of income, right? I don't believe there's a better time than right now for you to get tapped into the information in a game that can help you. So again, go to eventspacesecrets.com, watch the trainer and the book a call with our team to see if you're a good fit for this opportunity. Let's go. Yeah. So I was just, it's funny, I was just watching an interview with, um, on Instagram with Audrey O'Day from Dandy Decane, uh, yeah. when she was with Diddy and yeah. she was just talking about in the current times, this isn't really an album type of industry anymore they said she said it's like single like a single wave like you gotta have a single or something on tiktok like how are you developing a fan base that people aren't like you say feed the streets like are people still supposed to be putting out albums are they just supposed to be trying to put out singles and hope one one catch like because she's like that album stuff and i i don't know if she right or she's like it's dead for albums like people ain't like oh i'm about to go create this nostalgic Nas album, people just trying to put out singles and catch one. Well, it depends, right? Yeah. Like, I think for someone like her, she's coming from the old guard of what music was. Yeah. And, you know, Neo, like, any when it comes to business, you have to be innovative. Yeah. And a lot of times people get stuck in this thought process of what happened in the past is what's going to continue to happen, right? So I know artists that are putting out albums and they're selling these albums for $50 an album. And they have less than 4,000 followers. And they're selling out. Yeah. Right? It's art. And if you treat it like art, it will move like art. Now, to not be a devil's advocate, she is right in a sense. If you are treating your music as something that you just throw out there on a TikTok, it will be like a TikTok record. It'll be hot for a minute. A dance will come with it. You'll make your quick money. But when you go to the shows, you're not going to have that extra back-end money that's going to come in because people are not coming to support that record. People are not coming in to buy that merch, yeah. right? 
You have to have to feed the core. If you worry about the core, I promise you will excel. There's no reason why Audrey should feel that way. I understand why she feels that way. She came from a label system and I resonate with her. I'm empathetic to her as well. I came from a label system. I What label was you with? I was signed to Jive Records. Got it. Right? I did my deal in 2010. It was Jive Battery. Jive folded in 2011 after my song with Philly Native, Marsha Ambrosia came out and I got moved to RCA. And when I got moved to RCA, the whole team at Jive was fired. So I had a whole different team, right? So when you have a whole team, they put things in place for you. So Audrey is still in her mind operating in that space of, you know, if you put out an album, it's not going to move because she's operating on the Spotify, mm -hmm. Apple space. And one thing I learned from the EYL circle, from the Neo Davises, the Hymn 500s, you have to go out and do it yourself, mm. right? And you have to put your, your best foot forward to do it yourself and bet on yourself, yeah. right? And a lot of artists, we're too concerned with the art as opposed to the business. When the label folded and I moved to RCA and I decided that it was time for me to leave RCA, I had to learn the business of making money. I could not get a job. I hadn't worked. Mm. I left the label 2013 on my birthday. Crazy. I had. It's a crazy joint on your birthday, though. That's like getting fired on your day nuts. off. <laughs> nuts. But I had no mm. I had no experience on the business side of music. I didn't I didn't know. So I had to learn the business and I took my time. I asked mentors. I asked different people that were in the industry, what do I do next? And it was moving in a different space. It was the SoundCloud era. Yeah. So it was like, how do you- Was you that know, the ringtone era too? No, the ringtone era was way earlier. Oh yeah, SoundCloud, people was eating off them ringtones. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, that, that was that was the dollar, dollar ringtone. That's crazy. Dollar ringtone, yeah. That's crazy. You think about it, it's, it's pretty lucrative. Yeah. But for me, I had to learn the business of throwing my own tours, putting out my own music, creating my own merch, um, and selling it to the fans before it hit iTunes and Spotify. So now it's two separate revenue streams and you just continue to build off of that. And once you have a, a, a solid fan base and core following, you could do whatever you want. Mm. It's so funny as you're talking through it, I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, it's funny. As you talk, I want to literally hit up my CTO and I'm like, yo, can you go find me like, everybody that ever purchased more than 10 things from me. Like, actually, I want to I wanna mm. ask them now. I want to figure out. And while you're finding that out, right, I want to say something, right? Anytime someone has ever been a customer, they will forever be a customer. If someone ever purchased anything from you and they had a good experience from that purchase, they will forever be a customer. It's all about how you continue to keep them to being a customer. Yeah. And I'm happy you said I just sent the message, but I'm like, that means they're a customer. I want to know why. And I actually want to do something for them because I'm nothing without them. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. without fans and you're, they listening to music, you don't have no listeners. So exactly. you kind of re-spark for me, like, let me go get that core stronger, just over deliver on the core because I got people that come to every event I ever do. They're like, man, you helped me so much in this area. I just got to keep showing up. So I have to keep supporting. Yeah, I want to just 
dive a little deeper now that you said that on just for my business. Like, yo, I need to go back to the core because these are the individuals that that help me. Right. Yeah. So that's very important. Yeah. Because they are going to always be there. You know, I have a fan supporter um, in Los Angeles area. It doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. He's going to he's going to purchase it. Um, and he's, he shows up to my shows in Los Angeles. He shows up when I put out a, a, a merch item. Uh, when I put out anything, he just, he supports What's some keys it. to getting supporters like that? Like, what did you do to make that other than you're amazing at what you do, what are some, some strategies or some keys that artists can do to begin to develop? Because if you got a thousand true fans, that's all you really that's need. That's all you really you need. Have, you, you have a, you have you a six or a seven figure business annually with a thousand true fans. If you're served them, like you're saying, feeding them. So for me, it's all about conversation, mm. right? There was a separation, right? There was this firmament between artist and fan for a very long time. We grew up in the era where we went and got mixtapes. There was no such thing as social media. So we never got it. Like if there was no such thing as picking up a mixtape and telling the person you bought a mixtape from, hey, next time you see DMX, tell him I said, I love the, I love what he did last time. Mm -hmm. We can do that now. Yeah. Right. We can go on Jeezy's page and leave a comment, yo, Trap or Die was, in, was impactful for me. Yeah. And you never know, Jeezy might respond. Mm-hmm. The conversation for people is what drives social media as well, right? Respond to everybody. Any DM that comes in, anything that's in the request space, that is a, a perfect time for you not to solicit, but to have a conversation, right? And it might take up some time, but you can convert that conversation into a customer mm-hmm. conversation to come to customer, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's what you're here for, right? You're here to provide a service, right? But with that service, it's also customer service, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be a, you have to interact with people. Now there are people that are introverts and don't like to come have that conversation. That's perfectly fine. But the ones that do interact, they see the success. That's why I'm still here 17 years later. That's crazy. You know, it's so funny. Another thing that so many artists sleep on, bro, and I don't know if it's just they don't feel like it. Like a huge amount of them don't have merch. Man, you leaving money on the table not having merch. Money on the table. I uh, I I, I put out merch twice a year. Yeah. Um, this year I went overboard. Um, but I still sold out. I put out fifteen pieces this year. Wow. You know, and I felt that. If I put these pieces out, are people going to buy it? I was very nervous about it. But again, it goes back to the core following and people believing in what it is that you're putting together. You know, building this school online and 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 allowing people to see me being in Billboard and Rolling Stone and Forbes. People are like, okay, this is a brand that I can trust because these other brands that I know of are co-signing what he's doing. So that allowed for people to invest in myself and what it is that I was putting together. Powerful. So listen, my artists listening, grab you some merch and Please. start putting it out there, bro. And, and Wallow always talks about that. They're like, bro, you ain't got no merch. You trip, especially these big artists. Like when I think about a Uzi, I'm like, yo, yeah, the influence that you have, like going on tour, I'm like, you sell merch out and, and let the homie run it. It's art. You yeah. know, it's art. 
right? Like, and it's very important to put your emotion, your thoughts, your quotes on your merch. Yeah. Because people buy into the lifestyle and the music is the soundtrack to your lifestyle. Yeah. So mm. you have to always reinvent yourself every single year. Yeah. And and I, I feel like there are artists that are leaving things on the table Facts. because they, they see money that's already, they already see this type of money coming in. They don't really worry about this type of money. I know. And I, I've been there before. I'm like, well, they ain't, they ain't, but that add up though. Oh yeah, it does. I mean, everything Man. adds up, you yeah. know, and that's the reason why certain sects of people are so um, well off and affluent. My father, who worked in the post office for a very long time, he comes and visits me, you know, we'll be going to my car in the garage and he'll see a penny. He'll pick that penny up. Me too. <laughs> yeah. That's how the rich stay rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the penny up as well. Yeah. Because no. it all adds up and a lot of people <sighs> will disregard the penny, the nickel, the dime. Mm-hmm. Which is in, is interesting to say the least. Yeah, yeah. So for you, let me ask you this because I'm always curious to know. Like, I had no rhythm. I can't rap. Mm-hmm. Are you born with the skill, or is it a skill that you develop? Like, it's a skill that you develop, and it is it is a skill that can be taught as well. Yeah. Um, you could teach. Well, that's what your with your organization. You're teaching people how to rap. Like, hey, I want to rap. And I, I have no experience. You literally can teach someone how to do that. I can teach people how to rap. It's like teaching somebody how to be a speaker, essentially. Yes. So a lot of times people feel that when it comes to rhythm, that only a certain specific people can have rhythm. Yeah. And for a long time, I believed the same thing. But when you think about it, you are taught how to play a trumpet. You're taught how to play a saxophone. You're taught how to sing, Right. Now, there are people that are naturally inept to have talent yeah. and kudos to them. But there are other people that need to be taught. And one thing that I realized in that sect of music that teaching people how to rap did not exist. I am the only person in this sect with my company that teaches people how to rap. Crazy. I never heard nobody teach you how to rap. I thought you just had it. Like No. Well, yeah. I mean, before my company was launched. Yes. And I watched. I got to give props to, to the EYL team, Neo, Hip 500, you know, Wall Street Trapper. You guys, from a financial standpoint and a financial literacy standpoint, was like, we can teach financial literacy. Right. And I put it in rhyme form. And I was like, okay, these guys are inspiring to me as an MC. How can I give back to the community while also creating a revenue source? And it's the online space. And I started to create this. And I was like, okay, can we really teach people how to rhyme on beat? And I had to study music theory. I had to study jaw and mouth exercises. I had to study cadence, pocket, flow, delivery, breath control. This serious. And all of these things combined into a curriculum, I was able to take people who've never rhymed on beat, was off beat, off, out of the pocket, can't deliver. Now they're on beat, delivery, pocket, cadence, flow, breath control in an eighth month curriculum. That's crazy. Yes. Dang. 
That's crazy. You should sign up. Yeah. Hey, look. And if y'all listening to it, you should sign up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to be a rapper though. I mean, you've put out. I want to be the executive. Though, yeah. But you've put out music. Yeah. Though. It's funny you say that. So you know, all my music that I put out, my mixtapes is. They just go find one of my speeches and they just chop it up. So normally I'm like, I thought about going in the studio for one on, but I thought, man, I can't rap, man. I can't. Even okay. if you wrote a ghost for me, uh, a rhyme for me, I would definitely have, I would need all eight months to even think I could probably spit that thing, man. How about this, right? And this is for the people that's watching. How about for a month? Mm -hmm. You come to my online school and you just sit and watch for free. And you just do it on your own. And I'll give you a one-on-one -on -one class here and there. And I want you to see the change. Because it's different. Like, I went to your album release party. Mm -hmm. And it felt like motivational speaking as opposed to rapping. That's what it was. Now, That's what it is. Now, you say you don't got rhythm. I don't. I can give you rhythm. If so... Man, so I don't think I can get rhythm, bro. I can give you rhythm. I got to, listen. It's crazy. I have a young lady from Boston. She's Caucasian. Who signed up. Off beat. She's rhyming on beat, bro. That's crazy. I can, I can, when this is done, I can show you her application when she signed up. Yeah. And I can play you something she did now and you would be in shock. Yeah. I don't know. So look. I, I'm, I appreciate the thing. I appreciate the offer. Uh, I'm going to definitely do it. But let me tell you this. I think I want to be the executive, man. I want to be the owner. You want to be the Diddy? Yeah. I want to be the owner of the label. Like, I, I had an opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my first movie. And it had me acting, right? Right. And when I realized it took two hours for me to do a 30-second uh, so, uh, take, I said, yeah, I'm going to stick to uh, being an EP, executive producer. So I don't know. I think I just want to be the executive producer on some stuff. Okay. So the executive producer, Diddy's mm -hmm. an executive producer. Mm -hmm. Well, Diddy, okay, let me ask you this question. Can you dance? No, that's that's the real That's probably thing. what it is. Oh. So you don't have any rhythm. Good luck. Nothing. <laughs> I ain't even talking about rhyme, and that gets to a whole another part. The so Diddy has two left feet. So Diddy has rhythm. So he's able to emulate what's being written for him. Yeah. So what you would need, and again, this is if you would want to do it, you would just need to come to class, and I would I would get you on beat. I've had so people that were off beat. Basically, you could write me my own financial literacy rhyme and I could go rap it in, yeah. thir in 30 days. No, not, it's All not right. going to take 30 days. All right. I think for you, rhythm is, should be a lifestyle. Mm. I have no problem with, I could write you a, I could write you an album in a, in, in a couple days. That's, that's easy. It's, <laughs> the, it's the rhythm that you need. Yeah. The rhythm would take me about, four to six months to get you on point. But I think rhythm is a lifestyle. It's not just something that you learn overnight. I can't say, yo, one month, 30 days. No, it's going to take me time and it's going to take time for you. You have to, you have to be a part of it, right? It has to be a part of your daily regimen. While you were driving here, yeah, you're on the phone, but if you get off the phone, I would put you in that cadence space. You mm. need to get into the cadence. You need to clap. You need to recite. You need to do this. Because at, at, at the end of the day, you know music, right? If, if one of your favorite songs came on, you can rap along with that. 
song. Yes. So if you can rap along with that song, you have rhythm. You just don't have rhythm outside of that song. Mm. And Pendulum Inc., we... Sure, I'm to do that. Yes. Fire. Let me ask, who are you right now at this level in your career? Are you still getting coaching, mentoring? Like, are, who, or who are you looking up? Who's some of you, who, who inspires you in this world right now? Um, right now, uh, Black Thought mm-hmm. inspires me a lot. Yeah. Um, he, MC from Philly. Yeah. A lot of people consider him the best lyricist out right now. Co-owner of a venture capitalist fund. Mm. Taught lyricism at Carnegie Hall. Mm. Um, you know, he's one of the premier top tier lyricists. Um, and he's a great friend of mine. Mm. Uh, Lupe Fiasco. Another you give intellect. me those Lupe vibes. Yeah, that's my man. Uh, another one who went into the education space, teaching at MIT, teaching, you know, you know, started Sosa, which I helped him put together, you know, and um, these guys are, are people that not only give back, but also create opportunities for other people and push the art form of lyricism to the forefront. Yeah. So those are my guys. These are both people that oh, I look fire. up to. You, know? you talked about 20 years in the game and you talked about being innovative. Is there anything else that for artists listening that they should look out for? You, you broke down some things that you need to be doing to stay relevant for 20 years, being innovative, learning. But is there any things that you should be looking out for, some mistakes that you made that you wish you would have been able to avoid that we could share that to yeah. help an artist on their so, come up? Yeah, I want to give you two things. Yep. First thing, uh, AI. There's this huge conversation with AI right now yeah. and, and hip hop. And a lot of the purists are running away from AI. And it reminds me of when Black Planet came out for all my 40-year-olds, my late 30-year-old people. When Black Planet came out, the older generation was like, why are you on the internet? You're going to find somebody that's going to stalk you. They're going to leave you dead somewhere because of what was happening on AOL. But what people don't realize is social media had started at that moment, 2001, 2002. And black people didn't get online until Instagram was the thing, which was eight years later. I'm encouraging and I'm imploring people, do not pass by AI find a way to figure out how to coincide and work with AI. Mm-hmm. AI does not have to write the rap for you. Yep. It does not have to make the product for you, but figure out a way to work with it. Technology will constantly evolve. And if you do not evolve with it, you will be left behind. Hey, listen, I had to stop the episode. Listen, really quick. This is the book responsible for making so many people grow their social media, right? Their income, their impact and influence, leveraging social media. And you're probably looking at it like, yo, Neil, I don't feel like waiting for you to ship me this book, right, y'all? Go to my IG cash book right now, myigcashbook.com. Get a direct download to get this in your inbox so you can immediately start leveraging the strategies. This is over 86 pages. Every single chapter is going to give you a gym to grow your audience, to grow your impact, and to grow your, your influence, right? And I literally created it for you. This is the same thing I literally watch people go crazy with. So go to myigcashbook.com. Go ahead and claim your copy. It will be in your inbox. And when you do that, buy everything that it comes with. I got an IG course with it and a bunch of other things that I know is going to truly help you go crazy. 
Let's go. That's a fact. So I want that's I, a heavy I, bar you just gave. I wanna I, I'm I'm imploring people, please do not disregard AI. It is here to stay. It is not a fly-by-night tech piece. It is something that is here. All of the Fortune 500 companies are implementing it into their systems. Please figure out a way how to use AI. So that's the one, the first thing. Now, for artists, I'm going to give you what LL Cool J gave to me. Well, who? LL Cool J. Okay, LL Cool J. So I had a show at SOBs in New York City. I did my sound check. Across the street is a McDonald's. I walk into McDonald's. LL Cool J is in there. And LL is, oh, I forgot what he's ordering. But I walk up to him, I'm a fan. I'm like, oh man, oh, I got a show tonight, sold out. I gotta ask you, man, is there any advice you can give me? And he said to me, when making decisions, don't trust your mind, don't trust your heart, trust your spirit. Mm. And I said, what you mean? <laughs> literally what I said. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, when you make a decision based on your mind, if that decision goes wrong, you'll think about that decision for the rest of your life. If you make a decision and it's based on your heart and that decision doesn't go the way you want it to go, you will emotionally feel that decision for the rest of your life. You will regret it. But if you make that decision from your core, from your spirit, no matter if it's good or bad, you will be able to live with that decision. Mm -hmm. So take your time when making decisions and don't rely on the cerebral or the emotions. Rely on what is inside of you and what you feel is right from your core. That's good. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. I live by that every day. That's crazy. That, that makes sense too. It's, it's I kind of do, it, mine is not similar, but somewhat similar. It's like, if I give it everything that I got and I don't get the results, I'm all right with that because I gave it everything I got. I didn't half step. I put my best foot forward. Right. So that's kind of what I tell people. It's like, yeah, when I'm working towards something and we don't hit the target, but I know we gave it, for the most part, everything we got, I can live with it now. Yeah, and that's how, that if you can live with what decision you make, it's most likely you're making this, this decision from your inner self. Yeah. So I guess one other thing, and I guess it's similar, like, I think it's your gift too. Like, cause I'm like, you ghostwrite, you do all, that's a whole nother business. Let's, oh yeah. Let's talk about the ghostwriting business. Absolutely. I'm curious to, I'm curious to know, like when, when you're ghostwriting in general, you have an artist you're ghostwriting for, right? And you know, this may go off. Is it a, do I just get a ghostwriting fee or do I, do we add? So for a ghostwriter, I think now it changes like, on the back of an album, it says who wrote the song. Or well, that's is not a ghost. That's not a ghostwriter. Yeah, because I like mine. If somebody ghostwriting mine, I don't want you to know somebody wrote the right, song. Right. So tell me the difference between you got a songwriter and then you got a ghostwriter. Tell right. me the difference between the two, because I don't want you to know that somebody wrote my stuff. Okay, so let's say Neo Davis is an executive produ producer. Yeah, I am. And you reach out, yo, Mickey, I want you to co-write a song with me. Mm. Or I want you to write a song for me and I want to credit you on the song. I say, okay. I come in. I interview you about what you want the song to sound like and what it you want it to be about. And in, in either a couple of hours or a day, the song is done. Yep. You put the song out. On the credits, 
with ASCAP or BMI, it will say N. Davis and M. Williams, right? Because I co-wrote the song and you want to credit me. And when the song sells, I get money on the back end from publishing and royalties. Mm. If you call me and say, Mickey, I don't want nobody to know that you wrote this song for me. I say, okay, this is my upfront fee for that because I'm not getting any back end money for that. And I will write the song. We sign an NDA and nobody will ever know because that NDA will hold me liable. And if you hear from anybody that I signed something, you can sue me for that money that I get back or for whatever money, right? Because you want your IP to remain intact, yeah, right? So a ghostwriter doesn't get credit. A co-writer gets the credit. Got it. So even a ghostwriter, they don't get that publishing either. Now. They don't get no publishing. They just get a larger upfront fee. So, you know, I'll be executive and producing plays similar to one we might have done. Right. Do I go on air as a executive producer? Although I didn't write, I'm the putting it, putting stuff together. Like, how does so, that work? So you put it together, right? So you reached out to me, right? And I was like, I right, listen, you my guy. I got a lot of love for you. This is my price for you. Mm -hmm. And we'll do this. And whatever you guys do with the record from there on out, you guys do with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't but need But we it. could do something where you get publishing, I get publishing, yes. and the artists get publishing. Yes. So okay. you and I would get publishing from it because I wrote it. Yep. The producer would have to get publishing for producing the beat. Yeah. And because you financed- had a producer on there too, though, yes. right? Yeah, okay. And then because you financed it, you would then get uh, royalties from it. Mm. Right, so that's how it would work if you would to sell it. Now the record to me is heat. Yeah, I'm surprised y'all ain't put it out for sale yet. Yeah, we we haven't we haven't touched. That's it a yet. conversation, gotta, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's how the business side of it would go. Got it. Now I got a fee for putting it together, right? Yeah. And the, that fee was just my time, right? If you were to say, Mickey, I don't I don't want people to know that you do it. That's a that's a completely separate fee. Got it. But we didn't have that conversation. We had the conversation of we need something done. Yeah, got it. And I'm happy you, I'm just, now I know how to move right. on our future projects and current ones. Just, right. hey, what's the best way? So I'm, I'm happy you hear that, man. Absolutely. So, man, I know you, uh, I can't have you come on the podcast, Listen, man. And, um, you know. You bless EYL, you blessing Rolling Stones, you blessing a lot of people when I look at your Instagram. Yeah, I you mean, gotta come to Circle of Greatness and get a people something, man. Let of me course. know if you're ready for something, man. I'm always ready. And you know, I wrote this specifically for Circle of Greatness. Let's go, bro. So y'all will never hear this in another place or on another platform again, the same way I did with EYL. Mm. So whenever y'all ready to throw the beat on, we can go. Yeah. All right, bet. Yeah, back in the days I spent money on stuff I ain't need. Uh, yeah, nowadays I be making money every time that I sleep. Residual, 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 I am a beast. Sorry to break it down for you, Neo, but I'm for the streets. Yeah, Wall Street Exchange Place, Rector, Broadway. Y'all see, I ain't playing investor all day. If you think cash is king, you don't know how debt works. Neo, I master things. They should see my net worth, huh? Hitting up my network, huh? Why you was putting on Jordans? 
I had to get a check first. Look at the paper that's calling. Ring, 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 ring. Pick up, mm. No punchline when I kick up, uh. This crunch time when I sit up, huh? What up, huh? See, I be looking for the scammers. They be really trying to scam us. You should see how they sway. They ain't really got the answers. These niggas is cancers. I can literally see they vibe is villainy. And the only asset they got is their liability. Yeah, wait. Too many niggas spending money that they just earn to buy a bunch of things that they just were to show a bunch of people that don't care. Nigga, I swear, I was one of them there. Promise it was all a blur. Woman, I've heard from the curve. First class to the coach, like I'm cur. I concur. I defer to my fellas on the song. I'm with Steady Palm. We had hedge funds instead of cutting hedges up on the lawn. I expected this and more. I was prepping for it all. Plan A fails, this 25 more letters that's involved. I ain't never been in fraud. Try to save money when you get into it more. Don't spend it just a ball. Cause it's impossible to save when you get into it more. And you never did it, dog. Money is not the most important thing in the world. Love is. And I love money like my girl. But we invest and let it grow like a chia pet. Green all over. I be seeing checks. Elon wanna give me an X. Meanwhile, Visa gave me a check Like Visa next You wanna double your dollars, fold it then Put it up in your wallet or you can't put it up in the market mm, See, it's not about what I make, it's about what I keep I be moving like I'm cheap Driving a car that I pointed at when I was three Now we looking at skyscrapers, wondering who got the D Neo, are we in the matrix? I wanna get event spaces and threes That's the real trinity Y'all be worrying about Ayo I be worried about bills, y'all be worrying about bills and payroll that's two different levels. If it exists, then it's for sale, yo. I don't worry about shell companies. Y'all worry about them shell toes. Let's go. That boy crazy. Dang. That boy good, man. Wow. Smicky. Only on Circle of Greatness. My guy just snapped, y'all. And he said it ain't going nowhere else, bro. I appreciate you coming in here, I appreciate bro. you Thank having you so me, much, bro. Much let love. the people know how they could tap in with you as well as Pendulum and let them know. Yeah, 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 man. Follow me on Instagram, M-I-C-K-E-Y dot F-A-C-T-Z, Facebook.com backslash official Mickey Facts, Twitter.com backslash Mickey Facts. Sign up today if you want to be a dope MC, learn about the business of music, songwriting, at PendulumInc.com. Hit us up. Let's get it, y'all. We see you on the next episode. Peace.